round 13 review on the Doctor Supercoach podcast. This week, I'm joined again by Geary. Geary, how'd your week go, buddy? Um, my week has been exceptional, actually. Uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, ever since I've been off the podcast, I've had a good uh, three weeks, and I've launched up the rankings quite a bit. Um, this week, I scored 2,035, Jeez. and my... Yeah, my rank's at 14,912, so that's a significant improvement since the last time I've been here. Very solid. Um, It seems I'm going the other direction, and we've actually switched positions a bit. I scored 1790 on the weekend, and I've had a couple of bad weeks in a row. I'm down around 20k, so I don't think I've been this bad in years, and it's... Um, it's not great, I'll be honest, looking into the top 20k yeah. and wishing I was in there, let alone the top 10k, so it's all right, still, yeah. still making all my trades, yeah. improving my team. And... Yeah, well, yeah we, move on. we move on. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. All right, we're going to jump yeah. straight into the who we are downgrading to because it is the shortest list that we've had to um, look at all year. Um, number one on yeah. the list is Sam Reed is 118k. Played his second game for GWS. Um, the only question is, I mean, it's kind of scoring potential, but it's job security is the big one. Um, are you looking at Sam Reed at all this week? Uh, not particularly, Jordan. Um, and it's for neither of the reasons that you just stated. Um, for me personally, uh, looking at my buy structures, Sam Reed's got the buy in round fifteen and. As it is, I look to be taking a hit with the round 15 buy. I think I'll be only fielding about 16 or 17 that week. Yeah. Uh, pending on certain people playing, um, certain rookies, pending on certain rookies playing that is. And if I trade at Sam Reed, that's just one extra donut that I'll be copying. So I don't think I'll be trading Sam Reed. However, if other teams are looking, if your team is looking like you can field um, 18 by even with Sam Reed in your team. I definitely consider trading him in because right now downgrade options are quite fickle. Yeah. So you need every downgrade you can get. Yeah, and I'm one of those teams who can field 18 and trade in Sam Reed. So that is exactly what I'll be doing this week, and I'm pretty confident that he'll a hold his position. And B, just continue to churn out. I mean, I only need 60s from him in these buy rounds and then it can yeah. just yeah. float down to um, yeah. forward eight and not really yeah. ever grace the field again, hopefully. And um, if you are looking for someone that will play in that round 15 where Sam Reed has his buy, the only option is Tom Phillips, who you'd be getting a week early, but um, he yeah. looked good in his debut game and hopefully he can hold his spot. Are you looking at him at 117k? Yeah. Yes, um, Tom Phillips is the one that I'm going to be looking more closely at, and it's quite likely that I will bring him in this week. Um, however, that kind of does break my rule of not of getting a rookie in after he's played his first game. I don't really like it, but I think my hands are tight because my only other option is uh, to bring in Tom Lee if he gets named, and that'll be obviously at a bit of, after a bit of a price increase at 155k. Um, would you be considering Tom Lee, Jordan? No. Nah. Even after his price, right? Nah. I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. No, nah, not at all. I mean, my 
my backline is strictly um, set aside for upgrades at this point, and I mean yeah, my two my two yeah my two bench players are Collins and Tucker, who look like appreciating a little bit more cash before I have to offload them if oh. I ever have to. So yeah, yeah. Um, has any news come back for his knee injury? Was it? I don't think Sankey would have been really quiet on that. Yeah. yeah, they've been pretty quiet, so you just have to wait till teams are released, I guess. Yeah, very strange. Um, now, each um, player that we're going to go through now, these are the upgrade targets. It's all going to be very team-sensitive, so it's hard to really um, get a detailed yeah. um, outlook on these players and say this player over this player because half of the teams out there will have all these players, and if they don't have all of them, they're missing just one, so it's an easy decision. But the players yeah. that we're looking at getting this week, um, Sam Doherty, his break-even's up at 135, which is very capable of scoring. Um, I, yeah. th- I think he's number one on a lot of people's priorities list, considering he's a bit of a point of yeah. difference. Yeah. And then... And we'll... he's looking to be the number one forward as well, uh, number one defender as well, so... Yeah, well, him and Shaw were just... Shaw. Yeah, yeah, Shaw. definitely. Yeah. yeah, and then the, the other three in defence are Rantz, Laird and Simpson, and I am. I've already got Laird, and this week I'm trading yeah. in Doherty and Rant. So I think everyone's sort of in the same boat. These are the guys to jump on. They've had their buys. They look yeah. like they've gone down a bit in value. So um, get on, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think based on the players that have had their buy, the defense looks like the position where the upgrade targets are quite juicy, like Rance, Simpson, Doherty, Laird, and if you don't have those guys, now's a really good opportunity to get on them. Yeah, exactly. And in the midfield, yeah. if you were making an upgrading there, Pendlebury just had his buy. His break-even is up a bit at 148, but um, hopefully yeah. he's one of your last upgrades and cash isn't a massive issue anyway, so... Um, I think it's a good time to get on him. As with Montagna, Dustin Martin, and Deledio in your forward line, all have break-evens yeah. over 100, which are all capable of hitting, but it's more to get players on the field for the buys and maybe taking a little bit of a price hit. So they are our top options yeah. in um, in each line, and we all assume that you're right when they're covered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. if you if you're not making a massive Uber premium upgrade, and maybe your team's full premium already, um, Matt Rosa, his break even is down at thirteen, and he's sitting around that three fifty k mark. He's a bit of an interesting one, but for those looking for defense cover, Matt Rosa could be a very interesting proposition. He's got ninety plus in his last two with a score of over one hundred and ten. So, would you look at Rosa at all? Personally, no. Don't think he's the worst option, but I I wouldn't be too comfortable about him being a D six. Um, I'm talking for D seven mainly. Yeah. D seven M. Yeah, D seven M nine. Yeah, he's a very good uh, option to have, but I don't think at this point just yet you should be worrying about having a D seven M nine. You should be more focused on getting your D sixes and M eights. Locked in. Yeah, certainly, and it's very team sensitive, but that's just a little smoky for those who are um, yeah. maybe full premium or they're waiting on um, someone to come out of their round fourteen buy perhaps. Um, so they're the main options. Now we're going a little bit rogue in this podcast. There's not a lot of downgrade options, not a lot of upgrade options, 
So we're going to be taking a lot of questions off of Facebook. And the main one that we're getting at the moment is whether Liberatore is a keeper or not. Now, you still own Liber. I've traded him out already. What are your thoughts on Liber? Well, uh, I think for me, it's looking more and more likely that Liberatore will find his way out of my side as well. Um, he doesn't really look like to be the you know, 105, C average player that we all hope that he'd be. He's more looking like the 9,900 sort of guy. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm really not that comfortable about having Liberatore at um, M8. So yeah, I think I don't think he's a keeper. But, and also, I, I'm pretty sure that this is probably the week to trade him out. Yeah, and it is his buy this week, so it does look like perfect timing. Yeah. Um, if you yeah. were lucky enough to have major upgrades already and you don't need to trade Liber, you don't need that cash... Having him at M9 yeah. would be absolutely exceptional. And, I mean, it's, it's just unlikely, though. So, I mean, if you can get him at yeah. M9, then jump on it. If not, then yeah. I reckon you, you can happily trade him out knowing that he's not going to burn you on the other side with consistent yeah. premium score. Um, yeah. Now, the next question, and this is very team-sensitive as well. How many trades left once full primo? So what position are you in with your trades, Skiri? Okay, before trades this week, I've got nine trades. Um, and I'm, let's see, one, two, three. Yeah, I'm five uh, spots away. Oh, sorry, four spots away, full primo. So in a perfect world, you should have about four to five trades after full primo. Um, I'm a bit behind the eight ball in that respect, so I'm probably looking at about two to three. Yeah. Um, I've I'm only one player of full primo, and that's Darcy sitting in the back line. So, um, I'm looking to have. I think I've got uh, six trades after the trades this round. So I'm looking at yeah. f- a minimum of four trades left after full primo. Yeah, that, yeah, that's ideal. That's probably yeah. what you should be aiming at. If you've got four trades left, and that's that's four injuries, and I mean, you, you can't predict these things, and you just fingers crossed, and at least you've got four there rather than some people having zero. Now, um, a bit of a scenario for you: Would you rather have four trades at full primo and bench cover like maybe say Petrarca, Darcy Tucker, um, Cage Stewart, these sort of players, or would you rather have? two trades left and have players like um, Motlop in the forward line on your bench and Rosa in the back line on your bench and say Mark Murphy in your midfield um, what position would you rather be in will you be trading for those those bench cover options or holding your trades um, I'd be holding my trades at this point because I mean even though even with the late buys um, you never know like teams could start resting there good player, their best players come towards finals. And you just, it's just always handy to have the extra trades in hand, regardless of how good your bench cover is. I mean, I mean, Motlop and Mike, well, Mark Murphy is probably a different case. I think he's a bit better than the likes of Motlop and Rosa, but um, they're, they're not exactly the most reliable players to have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I personally just like to keep my trades and if, a promo gets rested just towards the end of the season, then I'd just be happy to, you know, just do the straight sideways 
for a like for a like for like player. Yeah, I'm sort of along the same lines of you in thinking. Um, I've got. I reckon I might find my weakest line, which at the moment is looking like defence, because I'll have rich steel, and I might try and get um, a decent loophole option in there, like. Someone like Matt Rosa, who scores 110 one week and 60 the other, is perfect to um, try and loophole on for Rich. So just sort of um, alternate those two players um, in that D6 spot. But um, I wouldn't be trying to get decent cover on every line. I think trades are more valuable than that, especially especially like, I mean, someone like Motlop or Mark, well, probably not Mark Murphy, but someone like Motlop could even get rested. So... I think yeah. it's better to be able to react to a resting with a trade of an of an expensive player than um, count yeah. on your cover still performing well. So it is a bit of a, a, a weird yeah. predicament, though. So yeah. Um, yeah. Next... I think another thing you can, can have is sorry. Oh, sorry about that, Jordan. Um, right. I think another thing that you can you you also have is you've got guys like Kerridge and Petraga who can fill that bench cover void easily so yeah in a way you're kind of killing two birds with the one stone like you've got that easy bench cover and at the same time if you hold on to these guys and don't trade them it's like there's your bench cover as it is yeah we've been very lucky with um rookies that are putting out premium output every second or yeah. third week so carriage and um petrarca especially they've just been outstanding covering for donuts so far um, we'll go on to the next question, and uh, this is a very obvious one to me. Is Dan- Daniel Wells a keeper? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I, yes. <laughs> um, he, he is, he is. That's not the answer um, I, I want to. Him out. <laughs> yeah, I've traded him. He's gone. Yeah, that's yeah, not great. It's not ideal. I traded him when he had those Achilles issues, and it scared me. And it was him or Barlow. And at the moment, it doesn't look too bad, anyways. But uh, the, yeah. the regret at the moment because he's just scoring premium scores every week. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely a keeper. Definitely locking way at M six, M five, wherever he is. And yeah, I would, I wouldn't be trading yeah. him unless he got injured at this point at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got a bit of a strange question. Dangerfield, could he reach 800k? Um, we'll link this into another person's question who has asked, what do we do if we don't have Dangerfield? Um, first of all, I don't think he can get to 800k. He's at 710, I think now, 705. And his break-even's 35, but he'd have to score something stupid like 100, 160 plus for the next um, six or seven weeks to um, get up to 800k. Yeah, I don't think he will. Like, even Goldstein struggled to get to 800k and he was his form was out of this world last year. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I mean, one bad score and it's all, like, it's all gone, that 800 dream. But, um, I'm not, I wouldn't be complaining if he does, though. I mean, <laughs> Definitely it's not. It's nice knowing that you can put put the cap no put the set on someone and just take his score every day of the week. He's a perma captain, definitely. But um, to answer, and it's Dominic Douglas's question: What would you do if you did not have Dangerfield? Um, oh, I would. Oh, I can't even imagine what it'd be like. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Douglas, but um, ah, oh, uh, I'd be moving heaven and earth to get Patrick Dangerfield into my side, especially if you're going for the league wins. 
will he have that gap down game that will um, sort of lead him back into that 620 sort of category? Can he, Can we wait for that? That could be near the end of the season. Uh, I think 620 is probably a bit of a stretch, but I think if he gets under, gets to about 675, 650, I think John Bynes like move heaven and investigate him. Yeah. Because he is... He's just too good not to have. Yeah, it's a scary, um, scary thought if you don't have Dangerfield, and um, you can almost kiss the um, the the ranking goodbye. Um, he's just scoring absolute yeah. ridiculous scores every single week, scores that we haven't seen since. I know Goldie was good last year, but pretty much Gary Ablett in his prime. So, um, on to the oh, next yeah. question: Should we keep Dowhouse now? I don't know about you, but I do own Dow House, and last week, I mean, he, I didn't have to trade him. I already had 18 playing, and I wanted to do my downgrades to build a war chest. This, yeah. this week, it's yeah. his buy anyway, and I'm, I'm doing two upgrades in my defense and a downgrade in my forward line. Um, next week, yeah. next week I've got three tri- trades already set aside as well, so... I mean, I can't trade Dowhouse until after the buys, and at that point, it could be one to two weeks. So, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm just going to wait until after round fifteen, then sort of get a scope on what the news is like. Then, um, do you have Dowhouse at all? No, I don't have Dowhouse, but I will say this: if you held him last week, and I think you've already made that decision for yourself to hold him for the next three to four weeks, that he has. Um, in that he had like the next three to four weeks that he'll be out for because I think it's because by the time the buys are over, yeah, like you said, he's getting one or two weeks away, and I mean you've stuck it out for that long. There's no point real really trading him out. Like if you traded him out last week, then you probably still made the right decision. But if you've held him now, if you've still got him now, I think you might as well just hold him through until it looks like he might not. Like, uh, how do I say this? If he doesn't look like he's going to get banned, which I'm pretty sure he will quite soon, yeah, hold on to him. Yeah, that's what we keep those four trades for, is, is if Dowhouse's news gets worse, then we'll flip him out for yeah. another premium in the forward line. If you've held him that first week, then, I mean, you've got buy rounds anyway. It's probably the perfect time to get injured because it doesn't hurt as much um, during the buy rounds. Yeah. But um, yeah, just just stick through and see how it goes after that. Now we've got another question: Who are the most? Who are the must-have premium value tradings for the teams? Now we sort of answered this: Doherty, Rants, etc. Are there any other outstanding ones? I think probably the most important one this week is um, if you don't have Doherty, he's just on an absolute tear. I can't. I I've traded him in this week and. It's almost a no-brainer for me. Yeah, um, I've got one spot left, and I really want Doherty as well for my last defender, but um, I think I might be just priced out at 575k. Oh, no. So I'm probably, yeah, so I'm probably going to be going ramps because I also really want um, Pendles uh, in my midfield, and I don't think I can have both. Yeah, but I think if, if you can, Doherty is a must. Yeah, and he's, even yeah. though his break evens up at one thirty-five, I think he's he. I mean, he almost scored that last time he played. I think he scored one hundred and thirty last time he played. He's just the premier yeah. 
Um, and because he's still a bit of a point of difference, um, he's just a must-get this week, I reckon. Now, the next question is, thoughts on Abler is the first one. Um, Abler looks like he's back to normal after that week off that he had, and then he followed it up with a good score against Richmond, and now he's had another buy, so another um, week off. I think he will run home as one of the best players in the competition. It's a bit of a big call, but... If you don't have Ablett, I think this is also a great... He's also a great player to sort of target and get in this week. If you do have him, um, I think he's a very safe vice-captain slash captaincy option. What do you think? Yeah, if you've got Ablett, keep him. I reckon you're safe as houses with him. Um, he's averaging 116 for the season. You can't really ask for too much more. Or, and I don't think you can expect to see that much less. I mean, 116, very serviceable. I can see a very good uh, vice cap VC C um, option with between Dangerfield and Ablett this week. Oh, big time! So yeah, Gary Ablett safe as houses. Yeah, definitely. And the second part to his question is what to do with Hall slash Zaharaka. So we'll address Hall quickly first. If he doesn't get selected this week. I don't want to ruin my trade structure, but yeah, he's very close to needing to be traded. Um, like Dow House, I think I'll let him wait until that round 15, but boy, oh boy, he's just fallen off a cliff after that hot start. Um, I assume you have Hall as well, so what will you do with him if he's not named this week? Uh, no, I traded him out. Uh, oh, wow. A couple of, yeah, I traded him out a couple of, I think I, yeah, I traded him out after that first game he got dropped, um, that was for Tom Rockliffe. Okay. And that didn't... Yeah, because that was the week, he, week after he scored his uh, massive 200. Yeah. So um, I think I don't have to worry about Hall right now. But I think, yeah, if he's not named, definitely get off because I think we're uh, experiencing another case of what Michael Barlow suffered at the start of the season. Hey, now Michael Barlow bounced just, back and he's killing it now. Maybe Hall just needs yeah, a bit of a rest. Yeah, but yeah, but um, if he's not named, how much longer can you afford to keep Aaron Hall out of your side for? I mean, it is in a buy round, That's, so if you have 19 playing, assuming Hall plays, and then that goes down to 18, I would probably hold him this week at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be quite tight. Team sensitive... I still reckon. However, um, I'd be I'd be wary of holding Aaron Hall for that much longer. Yeah, if I de- he's not named this week, I'd serious consideration into trading. Yeah, I definitely agree. And Zaharikis is the other one that he asked about, and he's on similar lines now. I did we did warn people at the start of his scoring round that Bombers players would slow down towards this part of the season. Um, with Zaharakis, you'd almost have to just hold him through the buys and then luxury trade him out when you can. It's unfortunate, really. I mean, he's averaged 95 for the season, and I'm assuming most people didn't get his uh, like hot start at the start of the season, so yeah. they would have only got about a, probably a 90 average from him, maybe even less. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, after the buys, or even actually now, actually this is his buy this week. So I wouldn't. It's the same case as Liberatore. You can let him go this week. It's a good time to do it. 
That raises an interesting question. Would you trade Liberatore or Dow House? I mean, Liberatore, Dow. Would you trade Liberatore or Zaharakis first? Uh, Zaharakis. Yeah, um, I would as well. I think Liberatore. Yeah, Liberatore just shows that, I'd say, a little bit more potential. Uh, to He promises to score better. I think Zaharakis, I think, I think he's cooked. Yeah. So, yeah. And one of the last questions that we're going to answer is, can we trust Tom Rockliffe? Now, I, like you, traded him in that that um, game after his 200, and that 104 was not concerning, but I was like, eh, what have I done here? And then he just killed it last week with a 130. He was my vice-captain into my captaincy, obviously. And, um, yeah, I'm... I'm enjoying being a Rockliffe owner. I don't know if I will be in five weeks' time, but can people trust Tom Rockliffe? Um, honest answer to this question. Uh, look, I love uh, I love my Lions just as much no, as the biased. next man. But the answer to can we trust Rockliffe is no. Oh, man. Um, I've got him, though. <laughs> yeah, I've got him, too. I mean... Enjoy the ride, but just be prepared for you know a, an injury or a suspension. Like, I think it, I think it'll happen. I think it might happen. Maybe he might cop a one week suspension, but um, enjoy the ride with Tom Rockliffe because he's the weeks that you know the weeks that you have him, he'll be absolutely fantastic. Well, those that are on the um, ride already eh, should enjoy it definitely. The, there's no point jumping yeah. off now, obviously, but. Those nah, who are thinking about not. getting on the ride and are buying their tickets at the gate, should they refund them or should they get on the Rockcliffe ride? Uh, I think now it might be too late. I mean, he's 572. Um, break even of 119. So it's, I think, put some, because he's got the buy to come, he's got the buy coming up this week. I mean, look after this, so you might want to hold off till after his bite if you want to get Tom Rockliffe. But um, it's not the worst. It's, it's a very good option. Like, I don't think he'll get too many bad scores out of him. It's just that he's at risk of missing a week or two for injury or suspension. Well, like you That's said, his, his, his break-even is above 110 and he's got the buy-in and um, not this week but the week after, so... If you wanted to watch him this week, see how he goes, and then pick him up after his buy, I would be completely for that. And I say all aboard the Rocky train. If he goes home like he did, if he storms home like he did last year, then anyone yeah. that's not on it will will suffer big time, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get some big scores out of Tom Rockliffe. Hopefully, because we're both on him. <laughs> yeah. Um, very last question. Can you see any of Petrarca, Adams, or Liberatore being solid enough bench cover, or should they all go this week? Now, I'm going to answer very quickly, and I, th- I think we've already sort of answered it, but if you can get those three guys on your bench after full premium, then you are absolutely laughing. If you have a full premium team with Petrarca, Adams, Liberatore on your forward, defense, and mid bench, and for or more trades, then I wish I was in your position because I'm looking like having way worse cover than that in the defense and mid and only four trades left. So that is the goal. That's the aim of a team to get that with four trades left, I reckon. What about you? Uh, yeah, if you're in that position, I think you should be there looking forward to the run home. Yeah. Um, however, if you're 
I wouldn't suggest by any means aiming that position. Like, I wouldn't try trade out other rookies just so you can hold Liberatore, Adams and Petrarca at, you know, as your bench cover. So if you need if you need Liberatore's price point to go up to a premium midfielder, then by all means do it because I think that's more important than trying to hold them at a M9 or a D7 or F7 and things like that. So if you need their price rise, by all means use it. Yeah, definitely. I don't think you could je- you should jeopardize your trades or your structures at all to keep them. But if you end up in that position with those three players as your your best on your bench, then you're doing very very well, and you can almost cash out on that number one overall rank and win the prize. No, but you, you'd be doing very well to get there. That's for sure. Um, and that pretty much wraps up our questions this week. It's not a very direct podcast. It's very was a bit of a loose one because it is very team sensitive so we thought we'll take more questions off Facebook make sure you leave us a review on Facebook on iTunes on SoundCloud um, just to just to say whether you prefer this sort of uh, podcast or the usual um, structured podcast that we go with thanks very much for joining us Geary yep, you're welcome Jordan and make sure you get on our Cancer Council uh, cause which is an excellent cause we'll raise a lot of money for that every dollar is a bonus Um, If you just follow the link that we post with the podcast on our Facebook, then you'll be able to donate anything from one cent to one grand, which, oh, geez, that'd be nice. Um, So thank you, everyone, for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Good luck, guys.